Welcome to episode 38 of My Circus, My Monkeys. Today, we're going to be finishing up our series on the four basic needs of followers. And last but not least, we're going to talk about hope. So I hope you stay tuned. You're listening to My Circus, My Monkeys, the podcast for supervisors in education or any field that emphasizes growth and development. If you want to reign in the chaos and transform your team to better serve your students and clients, keep listening. This podcast explores essential information on supervision, employee engagement, and using a strengths-based framework to empower you and your team. We'll examine the latest research in psychology, neuroscience, education, and beyond to help you and your team get to the next level with your host, Anne Brackett, the Chief Engagement Officer of Strengths University. Hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without the words and never stops at all. That is the first verse of Emily Dickinson's poem, Hope. And you probably heard that before. And even though hope might seem like it has nothing to do with business, it has everything to do with business. And it's especially important in these days of COVID, and not just in these days of COVID, but a year plus of COVID, where people are feeling overwhelmed, people are feeling burned out. Enrollment numbers may have been impacted. Salaries might have been impacted. Resources might have been impacted. So more and more limitations have seemingly been brought on us, which is why hope is so important. One of Gallup's researchers, Dr. Shane Lopez, said that hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present, along with the belief that you have the power to make it so. And if we just think about that for a second and kind of unpack that, if you don't believe where you work that tomorrow, or maybe not even literally tomorrow, but in a week, in a month, in a year, things are going to be better, it makes it really difficult to focus on and invest and be engaged in that institution. If you think about it this way, if you were working on a project that you knew was going to fail, how would you feel about working on that project? You probably wouldn't put much effort into it. You would probably be very frustrated about it. And when we don't have hope, when we don't believe that tomorrow is going to be better at our institution, for whatever reason, it negatively impacts so much of what we do. Our engagement, our productivity, retention, whether or not I'm going to come to work today. You know, I'm going to have a lot more sick days if I feel like it's just not worth it. And why isn't it worth it? Because in the end, it's not going to matter. We're still going to have layoffs or enrollment's still going to be down, whatever that is. And so that's why this is so important. And hope has actually been researched quite a bit. And there are so many positive outcomes associated with having hope. Higher incomes, higher personal savings, better health, longer life expectancy. And Gallup has found that when employees strongly agreed with the statement that their leader is enthusiastic about the future of their organization, 
Those employees are 69% more likely to be engaged. So if you're a supervisor, what is your own level of hope for the institution that you have? Because that's going to trickle down or around, spread out, however you want to put it, to the people on your team. And most of us, if not all of us, and most of us, if not all of us at this point, are frustrated, overwhelmed. There's this never-ending list of things that we have to do. And maybe, uh, you know, I've talked to a few people recently, and the way that they're putting it is they just need to survive the rest of this semester. So some of you might be close to burnout if you're not already burned out. And so far, I've already mentioned engagement a couple of times. So let's go ahead and look at the Q12 and see which of those questions are really impacts hope. And the first place I want to look is actually a Q1 and Q2. So that's, do I know what's expected of me? And do I have the resources to do my job well? If you don't know what's expected of you at work, it's very difficult to be engaged. It's very difficult to be productive. And to Dr. Lopez's point earlier when he was talking about what hope is and that element of the power to make it so, if you don't even understand what you're supposed to be doing, it's really hard to impact the future for yourself and the organization. And along with that, if you don't have the tools to do your job well, and again, keeping in mind COVID, budget cuts, enrollment may be down, retention may be down, and that impacts our dollars, right? So maybe we're losing people. Maybe we don't have the budget dollars to do as many programs or offer as much support as we could in the past. Maybe it's as simple as we don't have as many office supplies to do our job well. But when those things start to be not taken away as like a punishment, but rather they're just no longer there, those basic things that we need to do our job well, that negatively impacts your hope. Because if we can't even afford to make all the copies we need, if we can't even afford to have a minimum amount of personnel to provide all these things for our students to make sure that they are successful, then what does that say about the future of our institution? So those are very directly related. And then Q3, do I have the ability to do what I do best every day? You are more likely to overcome obstacles and be excited and energized about your work when you're working in your strength zone, when your talents are activated and doing the things that they do best every day. So when you think about the challenges that we have, you know, you can have a lot of challenges in your organization. And if you have no hope, those look like giant walls, impenetrable walls. But someone else could have those exact same challenges. But when there's a sense of hope, then you're invested in how am I overcoming those? And again, the way that we can do those most effectively is through the lens of our strengths. So my strengths as a supervisor, and then the strengths slash talents of my team members. That's how you overcome those obstacles. But again, if there's no hope, why would we bother? Because we don't think the future is going to be better than today. And or we don't think we have the ability to change it. And I also want to talk about Q6 and Q12. So Q6, is there someone at work who encourages your development? We've talked about this one before. Ideally, of course, 
it's you, the supervisor, you're talking about development. And then Q12, in the past year, have you had opportunities to learn and grow? I go to work, I do tasks, and I interact with the people that I need to, to achieve our objectives. But also, if you don't have hope, if no one at the institution is investing in your future, giving you those opportunities to learn and grow, supporting you in that area, then that impacts hope because no one's even investing in me so that I'm better in a year. Maybe nobody thinks we're going to be here in a year. Again, the idea that, and you know, right now, everyone is so busy. Like there's just so many things to do. And when I say there's so many things to do, I'm going to actually rephrase that to, it seems like there's so many things we have to do because, well, there's a lot of things that we could talk about along that area as far as the stories we tell ourselves, being strategic And what we do, setting priorities. There's a lot of things that we do that are not necessary, but for whatever reason, we're in fight or flight. We have stories around them. Because everyone is so exhausted, and again, this goes to fight or flight, they're making a bunch of, oh my God, just this would be helpful. Like maybe this will bring up enrollment, just do it. And so we're spinning our wheels and just throwing darts at the wall to see what sticks, or spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks, whatever. So there's a lot of things that we are being asked to do, whether or not they're actually going to make a difference. And when you have too many of those things, we start to get overwhelmed. And again, that impacts hope negatively. Because you think about it, how much stuff do you have to do? How hopeful are you that you will ever get caught up? How hopeful are you that things will change? And of course, what's nice about COVID is there's a kind of an implicit hope within there. Like if we can survive it, Things have got to be better when, you know, enough people are vaccinated that we can go back to, quote unquote, life as it was or, you know, normal life or whatever we want to call it. And again, that's not getting into the discussion of, do we really want to go back to how things were? You know, like, we're not going to have that discussion right now. But as trying as COVID is and all the stressors that it's put upon us, there is, you know, a light at the end of the tunnel. We have vaccines. People are taking them. We're talking about having people be on campus in the fall. So that's hopeful. But again, depending on how your institution is doing financially, enrollment wise, which is, you know, still financially, you still might not be feeling a lot of hope. And again, especially if no one's even bothering to invest in you as a resource for the future of that institution. Okay, so what do we do as supervisors to instill a sense of hope? And we talked about with the other ones, but I almost said it as an aside. Oh, yeah. How much compassion are you getting from your supervisor? How much do you trust your supervisor and the upper administration? How stable do you feel in your job or with the institution? So, so I've said to think about that, but I think with hope especially, it's really hard to fake hope because... As with the Emily Dickinson poem, it really goes to our heart and our soul. And so you can pretend slash ignore maybe some stability issues. Again, not ideal, but, you know, and even if you're being transparent, you can be transparent in a way that inspires hope or does not. And so for this one, you really need to start with yourself. How hopeful are you for the future? 
for the future in general, but specifically for the institution you work with, for the area within that institution that you work with? And if the answer is not very, that's problematic. And it's problematic for you as an individual, because that's when you have to start thinking about, is this where I want to stay? And again, that that part of hope that Dr. Lopez talks about, do I have anything within my power to be able to change the future, to make the future better than today? And if you really feel like the answer is no, then I don't think there's anything that you can do to build hope with your team. And honestly, if you're feeling that way, they're probably already feeling that way. And so it's not, you know, like, I don't want you to feel like, oh, now I'm screwing over my team or I'm not giving my team what they need. Well, you're not giving the team what they need because you're not getting your needs met. And so I don't want you to feel guilty or bad about that. Like, that's that's where your homework for this episode would be to, okay, what are you going to do? Like, you you literally have a job where you feel no hope. What's your next move? And, and that's, you know, personal and it's different for everyone. But if you do feel like there is hope, then let's talk about what you can do to bring more hope to your team. Because even if other places on campus are kind of a hot mess, if your own division, if your own department, if your own office you know, you feel like there's a lot you can do there. You know, you can bring that hope in situationally or, you know, within the scope of what you guys generally are doing. One thing that we can do as supervisors is help employees see where they fit in to the future of your organization, of your institution, and specifically focusing on their talents and their, you know, their basic job you know, back to the Q1, do I know what's expected of me? Like, do I know what's expected of me? But also, and I, I forgot to mention this one earlier, Q8, does the mission slash purpose of your company make you feel your job is important? So how are you connected to the success of this organization? And even more specifically, how can you use your talent set? So this is us as supervisors investing in the strengths framework Clifton Strengths is a great way to do this because they give you a lot of specific information as well as a lot of tools to use to help you understand your strengths, you understand your team's strengths, and how to maximize those. But really helping people understand that there is hope, and these are these specific things that you can do because of your unique talents to help us get where we need to be in the future. So that's one thing you can do. Another thing is to start thinking proactively. And this goes back to the stability thing as well. Like if you're always putting out fires, that's going to impact the stability, how stable people feel with your organization. But it also impacts hope because if everything's constantly burning down and it's just a matter of will we be able to survive this before the whole thing goes, that's not very hopeful. But instead, when you're setting goals for a year from now, two years from now. And again, keeping in mind that we are in survival mode. I mean, we have been going through so much, not just at work, but at home. Our entire beings, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, all of it has taken a real beating with COVID. So to a certain degree, survival is important to focus on right now. But survival with the ellipse, dot, 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 
that once we survive, we're going to be able to kick it back up and we're going to get where we want to go. But in the meantime, what helps us think that way is creating these goals for the future, not because, okay, guys, let's, let's do a strategic plan for the next five years. Let's spend a lot of time doing that and then start working on it. Like we don't have the bandwidth to do all that work right now, but just setting the goals, keep doing some simple things looking forward is going to keep us motivated and give us the, the feeling of hope that better things are on the horizon. So set some goals, but goals that, you know, with some of the action items are things we're already doing. And if there are some other action items, they, they don't take a lot of energy because no one has energy right now. Again, I'm just trying to survive this semester. And then if they don't accidentally throw me out <laughs> with the garbage because I'm collapsed in a heap in a corner, I will think about what to do next. Another thing is people need to see your own engagement because when your engagement is high, it impacts their engagement, which also impacts hope. And again, this can be very problematic right now if you're not feeling that engaged, if you're definitely not feeling hopeful. And again, the point of this podcast, the point of this whole series is not you as the supervisor are not giving your team enough. And so even though you've been trying your darndest, you've really been trying to give, 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 give. You give to your kids at home. You give to whoever, your friends. You give to, like, you know, we're about tapped out. So these podcasts about the needs of your followers, they're meant to give you an understanding of what people need, including yourself, as well as give you some ways that you can foster those things with your team and possibly with yourself if you can have some discussions with your supervisor. And when you do those things, engagement will naturally increase, productivity will naturally increase. And so these are meant to be tools for you to help you be less stressed, not add to your stress. Maybe I should have said that at the beginning of the series, but here we are. So I want you to take what you can and implement it as you can, but I don't want it to be another, oh, oh God, I don't feel hope, so my team's never going to feel hope, so now it's double hopeless and cry, 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 except we don't have energy to cry. So, But to the degree that you are engaged, show them that. Be enthusiastic. Don't fake it because people, people know when you're faking it. And again, go listen to the podcast episodes on just engagement and find some ways, like even if you just find one or two things that you can add. And when I say add, a lot of what I'm talking about in all these podcasts is not adding to your workload, but changing how you're doing some things to be more effective. Because we don't know what we don't know. And if you didn't know one of the basic needs of your followers was hope, and so even if you yourself are hopeful, to some degree, if nothing else, that after COVID, surely things will be better. Like, like that's something to work with. But if you didn't know that you needed to talk to your folks about that actively, like you guys, this is a cluster, but things are starting to die down with COVID, which means we're going to be able to focus on these other things. Like even that small discussion, which you were going to have a meeting anyway, you're just putting some things in there about hope or about stability, you know, or about, you know, again, just thinking about it differently from the perspective of 
oh, that seems like bad news. I'm going to try and shield my people from it. Instead of that, we're just having a conversation about it. So you're not really doing anything different other than changing the way you're approaching your team about it. So same thing for hope. And of course, another thing you could do, like we talked about in the Q12, invest in the growth and development of your team now. Give them those opportunities now. And it's super duper easy as a supervisor to think, oh my gosh, everybody's so exhausted. They just don't have time or energy for that. Yes, that's true. At the same time, some of your team members are probably dying. I mean, that seems dramatic, but they would probably love an opportunity to do something more in tune with their strength zone. They would love an opportunity to work on a project, a small project, the beginnings of a project, if you will, that gives them hope. Maybe there's already a project going on. And again, you can think about this as a supervisor from, okay, I would like them to do this. And I think that would be energizing for them. I think it aligns with their talents. I think it would give them hope. What is something, and this goes back to other episodes about going in and figuring out what are we doing that we don't need to do? Take some stuff away to give them something that will foster hope for them. Because when you do that, again, engagement up, productivity up. And one final idea, Gallup has found that hope needs strategy and creativity. So the more ideas that you can come up with, the more ways that you and your team can think of to reach the goals that you need to, the better. Because again, from a hope standpoint, well, there's only one way to do it. Look at all the obstacles. This is very sad. I'm going to cry sleep now. Versus Okay, here's an objective, here's some obstacles, but look at all these ways we can get around the obstacles. So the more that you can brainstorm with your team and come up with different ways around it, because again, when we're in fight or flight, we're not thinking so clearly. So the more we can have these optimistic conversations about ways to deal with some of these things, not complaining, and there's a lot to complain about and there's a lot to be frustrated about right now, but what are some different ways that we're not thinking of as a team to achieve these goals? That is also very important in building hope with you and your team. Okay, I hope, oh no, I already used that pun, sorry. I don't know anymore. I guess it's not really a pun, it's just that I used hope in a slightly different way. Anyway, so let's wrap this up. Hope, very important. Obi-Wan, you're my only hope. Supervisors, you may be your employees' only hope. But that also seems very stress-inducing. So forget I said that. Hope is important for you. Hope is important for your team. Think about it. Do some of the things I suggested. As long as it's not adding to your plate, as long as it's, I'm going to rearrange, I'm going to reconfigure some things that will ideally make it less stressful for me and my team, make us more productive. And again, productivity, this is all I'm going to say, productivity is just accomplishing your goals. It, are you moving towards accomplishing your goals effectively? That, that's all we're talking about productivity. We're not talking about doing more things. Often, being productive means weeding out a bunch of stuff that we're doing that isn't helping us get there. But again, all of those things can add to hope and one's feeling of hope. And they are all things that you can do. And the purpose of this episode, hopefully some things resonated with you and you're like, oh, I could do that pretty easily. Boom. Do that thing really easily. And listen to this later, again, after COVID, 
and pick up a few more things that you could then integrate relatively easily. Because all the little things matter. You don't have to devote the rest of the semester to instilling hope to your people. But you can do small things that are going to help everyone feel like tomorrow is going to be better than today and that they have, that you have the power to make it so. Okay, next week, I think we need to talk about the systems you have for getting stuff done. Because most of us don't have systems, or at least not effective systems. And a lot of the things we talk about in these podcasts is if you do XYZ together, you're going to get a lot of bang for your buck. Because I believe with my whole heart, what's the most effective way to do something? And let's cut out the fat or we'll cut out the middleman or whatever that is. So I want to talk a little bit more about that because when you have effective systems, you will achieve your goals and be less stressed. Your team will reach their goals more easily, be more energetic, be more engaged, be more hopeful, and get the things done. So win, win, win. So we're going to talk about that next week. So until then, think about hope. Think about what you can do to bring hope to yourself and to your team and stay strong. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links as well as other episodes on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. As always, Alicia and I are here to support you as you reflect on where you are and where you want to go. One great way to invest in yourself and your team is to join us for the summer cohort of the Supervisor Strengths Institute. We are revamping the Institute this summer to make it even more manageable for your busy schedule. It is the same great content, but we've condensed it so you can work through each week's modules and start implementing change even faster. We know that life can too easily get in the way of you staying on track, so we've also added a bonus for everyone who completes all eight weeks of learning. You will get an additional 60 minutes of our time, and you can use that for more individual coaching, a short team session, or to receive a discount on a longer team workshop. Our Summer Institute starts on May 28th, Go ahead and register now. Check it off your list. We want you, your team, and your students to shine their brightest. And that starts with you. So join us for the Summer Institute using the link in the show notes. Or if you have questions about the Institute or other services, contact us at Anne, and that's A-N-N-E, at strengthsuniversity.org. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links as well as other episodes on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.